everybody. Welcome to Read This, Read That. I'm Jackie Reed. And I'm Joanne Reed. I think my mic is popping. Is it popping? Is that just me? Okay. That's just my headphones then, maybe. Mine's popping, too. Is it turn it down? She says, okay, turn it down. Pop, pop, pop. Okay. Joanne Reed, how are you? Now I can't hear myself, and I like to hear my voice. You want to hear your own voice. I do. Put the the phone down. I'm trying to text Tonight's a big night for you. Yes. Can we talk about it a little it's bit? It's mommy prom night. My son, our third, is going to prom. So it's Miles' big prom. And you know the prom is for the mom because it's all about the pictures that I want. Because <laughs> you are rushing home. And poor Miles. Okay, so you know Miles has dealt with his baseball injury, his eye. Which is he is wearing an eye patch? No eye patch. I was going to get him an eye patch with bling on it, but he didn't think that was funny. He didn't find that amusing. It would so, so cute and memorable. Nick Fury, come on. <laughs> yes. Come on. Oh, well. He was joking about being Nick Fury in the hospital, but then that did that stopped being funny at a certain point. <laughs> so he's going to prom. Um, he's got his date. He's got his suit. We went shopping for a suit. I actually bought him a suit for prom and one for graduation because you always have to have an extra suit. He's mm-hmm. learning that, you know, as you're becoming a man, you got to have a suit and a fabulous tie and yeah. everything has to match and it has to be great. And mom had to pull it all together. Mom had to you pull it all You do it all, girl. Do it all. So we got the suit. He's all ready to go. I got him a, a limo. Um, that's going to pick date? up. Don't say her name, but. I'm not going to say her name, but. Um, you like her? I don't even, I do not know the girl. <gasps> I have not met the girl what? at all. No, he won't let me meet her. I'm going to finally get to, you know, he's, he's, my, Miles withholds information on the relationship. So, so how he, are you going to meet her? Is she coming to the house? So here's what's going to happen. What's happening? He's not going to pick her up? So here's what's going to happen. So the car's going to come get him and okay. another friend of his is going to meet him there. Then they're going to go to his best friend's house, um, Chris's house. They're going to pick all the other kids up there. Mm-hmm. Then they're going to go, they're going to do their little thing, but they're going to circle back around after the, before the after party, they're all coming back to my house and that's where I get all the pictures. Aww. So I'm going to get an initial picture of Damn. him with his suit okay. when he's all, you know, nice, crisp and clean before they go out and party. And then afterwards, the whole group will come back with the car. I'm going to have them all in front, stand in front of the car and do my picture of everybody. Are there hotel rooms involved? Child, no. <laughs> These are 18-year-old children. They're going to be so good. 18-year-old, no drinking. Girl, you know what's happening at 18. No smoking, no oh, drinking. stop it. They're going to just be... <laughs> They're going to stand a foot apart when they dance. Just good boys and girls. Good, clean go fun. Good clean fun. Little dodgeball. Little dodgeball. Little hopscotch. Little, yes. little Kool-Aid. Little pinochle. Bologna sandwiches. Always Peanut butter cheese. and jelly. Mm-hmm. Always without cheese. Yeah, bologna Just good no old cheese. fun. Good clean good fun. Good old Girl Scout, Boy Scout fun. Fun. <laughs> All right. Well, I I'm glad that's happening. Yes. I can't wait to see the photos. Is he going to post them on social media? You have to. Well, see, he, you know, so the 18 year olds they don't just let you post, right? So he so I'm gonna have to. He's gonna be like, well, mom, you posted the name. Let me see it. Okay. So he's so gonna want wait. recruitment. He's gonna want. But you know what? Yes, I'm gonna post them because promise for the mom. And listen, he came from your womb. This is this is right. This is your my, time too. My debt is that I get the photos yes, that are adorable do. that I get to put on my social media. You do not need approval for that. That is correct. Yes, you are because you are the mama. That's correct. Well, let's move on because it, we're winding down and yes. we have our Martini and Rossi uh, sparkling rosé. Clink, clink, clink. With St. Germain. With St. Germain because yes. we like to get our St. Germain on yes. here. So we're going to wind down and do something a little different this episode. We're going to talk about the royal wedding because mm. we were together. And having the best time in our fascinators. The best time ever. We had our fascinators. We were on the set of, of MSNBC. Yes. Uh, Joanne was hosting coverage for MSNBC starting at 4 a.m. in the morning. Yes. Um, I got here at 2 a.m. Did you get here at 2? Well, I stayed at a hotel down the street. Lucky you. Yeah. I did. Well, you know, I didn't get to sleep no, much, I but know. I slept like three hours. And you live far. 
I live far. And yeah. we had had Winsome's graduation. We'd had the daughter's graduation. So we'd gone out for that. Right. We did that. And then I just stayed at a hotel nearby. And then we came back at 2 a.m. You got here, what, like 3.30 probably? 3.30-ish. 3.30-ish yeah. for makeup. I was up, though. I was up early watching. My All car my was a little late picking me up. So I was like, no problem. I was watching coverage that had started even that early in the morning. They yeah. were having live coverage of Absolutely. people walking the grounds and getting into place. Yep. You know, all the commoners. But what a wedding. Gorgeous. What did you, okay, give me all of your Jackie Reed impressions of the wedding. Okay, first and foremost, and I cannot talk about this enough, and people have been, you know, I mean, my Twitter account took on a life of its own. Yes. Uh, because I mentioned the how unapologetically black it was yes. and I you know and your show because I said that on AM Joy yes. and your show sent out a tweet of me saying, quoting me yeah. and so I reposted that on my right. um, my Twitter account and people were having this whole race discussion I mean it went on and on without me oh. I just posted it I never said anything in I was a positive way or not po- no positive and negative there were some people saying why do you have to make it all about race why do you have to talk about race you mean not the wedding where the black lady married Hello. into the royal family that's not about race the, the headline of the day was how black that wedding was so black and anybody who missed that or doesn't or doesn't want to acknowledge it does not want we as african americans as black people to be proud of our heritage and our culture. Right. And and why can't you mention it? Why can't you say that no black person has ever participated in a royal wedding, period? Well, no, that's not true. Who, no, who? no, no. But remember, there was Princess Angela. So back in 2000, who right? Was that? My my girl Tamika, a friend of mine, Tamika, my reminded girl, me of this, right? Tamika. She texted me because Tamika and I, we we always remember all the little sort of argly, argly, bargly history stuff. And she mm-hmm. texted me, like, remember, she, we had launched this site years ago called TrueU.com. We were trying to do like a site for black women. This was years ago. Back Back in 2000 and she had written an article for it about princess angela angela's from los angeles she's panamanian and black but she's panamanian black uh-huh. african-american i think she lived in new york married the maximilian of Liechtenstein back in 2000 <laughs> oh i will show you her picture Wait, google but she, princess but angela she was in, no but she was brown in a... skin african-american girl married into the royal family of Liechtenstein. no who are related I'm to all about the european the british, royal families the british but, no yeah. oh, i'm well. speaking specifically oh okay the Windsor. Of the yes, the, yeah, of well, the British royal family. What about Queen Charlotte? So let's go back. Remember Queen Charlotte. Well, Queen Charlotte. Um, there is still. I, I mean, I think that Queen Charlotte definitely had African heritage, mm-hmm. but there are some people who dispute that. Right, right. Some historians dispute it. So it's like, is it folklore? Yeah, or is it true? But in the Lifetime movie, mm-hmm. and you know, Lifetime is always lie. factual. They don't lie. In the Lifetime movie, Harry and Meghan. Yeah, there was a moment mm-hmm. when you know the Queen Elizabeth character took Harry and Meghan to the royal gallery, if it, if you will. And they showed them, she showed them a prince of Queen Charlotte and said, this is, you know, your great, 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 whatever, you know, grandmother. So you're, you're of of mixed heritage as well, Harry. by the way, Google Queen Charlotte, Google the picture of her and tell me she's not black. And by the way, here are more hints that Queen Charlotte was black. My evidence of it that I think the Windsors at least believe it. If you look Mm -hmm. at the picture, come on. I think they believe it. I think they believe it because they have named um, um, Harry Harry and and Meghan Meghan. to be the Earl, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. Yes. They're specifically the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. The original Duke of Sussex was the son of Queen Charlotte and George III. So you think that was a nod? 
You think that well, was intentional? I do, because the the Duke of Sussex, who was the son of Queen Charlotte, yeah. was also an ardent abolitionist. His sort yes. of cause was ending slavery. Yeah. And so the idea that they've named him specifically after the Duke of, made them the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, because they're in the lineage of Queen Charlotte yeah. directly, it tells me that the Queen believes that Queen Charlotte was, was, was biracial. I would like was to believe that. I would like to it's think black. that they are that progressive at this point because they said that actually it was Prince Charles who chose the gospel choir. Who are from East North, they're from Southeast London. Yes. I thought they were African American because they had no. such a black American no, vibe. They're, they're British. They're British. Um, and he was the one that suggested there be a gospel choir and sent the invitation to this actual choir. And the woman, the the um the, the head of that choir is this really famous sort of British gospel singer. It the choir Karen Gibson. Yes. And the Kingdom Choir. Brilliant. Yeah. They I keep playing, you know, since the wedding. Oh, it's beautiful. I've music. been replaying their stand by me over and over, oh. watching it over and over. It's so inspiring because it gives you look, the reason that the wedding was so black and that it's important that it was so black, we it's broke the headline. Hey, wedding so black, right? Or or woke Windsors. I don't know why nobody did hashtag woke Windsors. That's a good one. That's a good one. But the reality is, you have this colony that was created off of Great Britain, both of whom had enslavement endemic to yeah. the creation of their economies, to the furtherance of empire. The British also had empire that was all about exploiting black and brown people all over the globe. Then you have this descendant of those enslaved African Americans marry into the royal family, not just an American, not just a divorcee, but a black woman whose mama had dread. Mm. You cannot help but make that wedding a black Under her experience. I love it. Uh, no, but let's amazing. run it down. Let's run it down. Okay, let's run down the blackness. Yes. So, Bishop Michael, most, Curry. Michael Curry and the his most sermon. Reverend Bishop how, Michael Curry. How amazing uh, was he? Uh, then there was the choir, Karen yes. Gibson and the Kingdom Choir, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Then there was the cellist, yes. right? Sheku Kane Mason, yep. 19 years old. Yep. You know, one of uh, seven siblings, all are it you know play classical music amazing um he's amazing then there was and i when i saw her we were both on set together we were like who this woman so the reverend rose hudson yes. wilkin right yes and she was the beautiful woman with the with the bald head or very short haircut wakanda born in jamaica yes she is chaplain to the speaker of the house and house of commons and the um chaplain to the queen Hello, Hello. Woke Windsor. And she is um, the first woman and first black person to serve in both of those roles. Yep. How now crazy of that. And then the bride, yep. other, rest of the blackness, mm-hmm. let me, the bride, mm-hmm. the mother of the mm-hmm. bride, mm-hmm. And, and because of Queen Charlotte, the entire royal family. Exactly. Because they all have black blood. Hashtag black royal wedding, black which ro- trended and was also amazing. Black AF. Black AF. It was wonderful. I mean, we talked about the dress and all those kinds of things. And you forgot at the end when they walked down and people were literally ululating, yes. like doing all that, right? And then you also had them walk out to Amen, sing yes. it over. Yes. I mean, it could not, the only way that wedding could have been black. No, Amen and this little light of mine. Hello, song Hello. from the civil rights movement. Come on, civil rights music. That was crazy. Only way it could have been blacker is if they had taken up a collection and saved souls. If in they the had strolled out of the church. If they had if strolled, they I would have died. Out, that but then we all would have died. We would have all been dead. <laughs> so I, I don't know died. how people deny this. I just looked at the comments and I was like, I'm not because people came back at them. There was no need for me to even jump in and, con- you and even comment. Have to deal with it. I knew what it was. Mm-hmm. 
no need for me to say a word. Hashtag Black World Wedding. Black, 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 black. Now I follow everything that she does. Now oh. every day, the first thing that I do is Google uh, Megan Markle. She's doing. And she's a princess to me. And by the way, I have to say, yes, she's a princess she to me. She's definitely a princess. I didn't know who she was. I've never seen Suits. I can't believe this didn't part. Didn't know who she was. It upsets me so. But you know I have some cultural gaps. Like, I've never seen, you know, friends suits. or suits or you know what is I it can't. sex in the city i've never seen these that's things. just crazy i don't know I, I but mean, i love her and i can't wait for them to have a child and i have to say the thing that probably was the most heartening about it mm-hmm. we as black women we talk about this sometimes yeah the whole idea of of being adored that way mm. the way he looked in her the way he tells her i'm so lucky you're so the way beautiful he adores yes, her he does as black women it is edifying to see a black woman at adored that way you know yeah. what i mean and just he's so goofily in love with her that it's adorable and she found her prince and she's a black a prince. princess she's that's a black what's princess. so incredible people were talking about uh, all the things that she couldn't do anymore she couldn't have social media you know she couldn't go out by herself anymore you know Overrated. shopping and things like that Overrated. Um, she has to wear stockings all the time you that know she can't actually. do this i like that i had this whole list of things that th- yeah. that she could no longer do i'm like who cares you're married to a prince now the stockings thing is kind of messed up though oh come on oh well, i, I stockings wear stockings to bed i would, I would <laughs> swim in stockings are you i would get in the pool with stockings can't wait till they have a little ginger brown baby i know i little can't ginger, wait to see ginger, i hope snap. it's a redhead little i hope it's a snap. ginger as they say can't wait ginger oh snap. man so cute we said we'd be together we said we'd All right. be so let's move on. Yes. Let's talk about, let's move on to some topics for today. Yes. Let's talk about Fear the Walking Dead. And please tell me, cousin dear, that you are all caught up. I finally caught up. I am caught so up. So you saw the episode I was telling you about, which made me fall even more in love. The gunman. He really is. He's competing to be my favorite character now. I, I like him. John Dory. Brilliant. Yes. Love him. Didn't you love that episode? I did. It was so sweet. Can you understand how... Totally. Dharma left him? I No, I do not. But I do because she's trying to get her child. And see, the thing is... Her I child was, is dead. I know, but as a mother, I'm watching and I'm thinking, you know what? I would be that woman. I would leave that man who's so wonderful to try to find my baby. But I her would. baby was dead. But she, she knew she that. was... Yes, did she, she did. know the baby yes, was dead? she knew. Oh, she wanted... Basically, she needed to be where the body was. Maybe she needed to redeem she herself. Need. Listen, this man had electricity. He did. Popcorn. He did. Movies. He did. And he was in a location where people weren't going to come and mess with him. You're right. Every once in a while, we'll a walker would, would wash up. But her baby. The baby was dead. But she had to go find the baby. The baby was dead and killed all the FEMA people. The in baby the, infected the entire, entire FEMA, FEMA, FEMA outfit. You see how kids will do too? So I can't. But here, here's the thing. Yes. So he is teasing. Um... This actor that plays John Dory, that there could be a crossover again <gasps> to The but, Walking Dead. Yes, because he posted a picture of himself kissing Maggie. What? Yes, but they were like, "Is he just teasing, or does this mean something? Could there be another crossover? <gasps> we don't know." When did that? I didn't. Oh my he god! He posted it on social media. Oh, I gotta follow him on social media now. That's awesome. And the other big question, which I know you will celebrate, is Madison dead? 
the mother with the blonde hair who Please you hate, Lord, Nick's mother. Be because remember, in all the flashbacks we see her, but in the present time, we don't, we don't see her. If they have removed Madison from, you know, from my spirit, I can't. then I will tell the Lord, thank you, thank you, Why thank you. you like I cannot her? stand her. She's the worst character in the whole. Oh, she she is, is the new. Not. Remember Rick's first wife? <laughs> remember when Rick was married? The one that. She was the worst. The pregnant one? Oh, my God. That she was awful. That was with she Shane was. and him. You're right. Horrible. Madison is like her. Annoying, She's, irritating. Madison Bad is decisions. What? Dumb decisions. You base this all too. on her effort to go get her daughter, and her daughter has really redeemed herself and become quite she a tough person. She killed an entire Native American tribe <laughs> she because she not. wanted to go get her daughter, who was already safe. It's like, woman, there's a deal on the table. Listen, Leave the child there; she's fine. She's learning as she goes. After killing an entire Native American tribe, she's they're Andrew not, Jackson. They're not all dead. They're all dead. There's only two left. She wiped them out. No, she didn't. They're not. She all wiped dead. out an entire. Tribe. I cannot. I cannot. Madison must die. Well, I hope she's alive in some twist. No. So we'll see. <laughs> you think took my Nick. It's the only you, one I cared about. He wanted to leave and he was not good. He was all he over was the, the place. He was the only one I cared about. But the fact that they killed Travis, right? Madison's yeah. boo. And then they killed Nick. That's true. So they're, they're they, see, they seem to be wiping out that he, entire original cast. Yeah, that's true. But your true. dude, um, the torturer guy, I think he might still be alive. Roman Blades is still yes, alive? I think he's still alive. How? I, because he, we didn't see him die. I don't think Good we saw it. We there was that. Remember that it. at the end of season three, there was a, that whole damn explosion, the whole damn right? And the fire, yeah. And so maybe he's kinda, alive. He could be alive. Oh, I would love that because he's know. one of my favorites. I love he him. He could come back. He could come back and torture some people. Oh, maybe he could torture goodness. Madison. I cannot with you. Let's move on. Let's oh, talk. I don't want to do this story. We have to talk no, about it. No, we have I can't. to talk about la, 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 it. I can't deal with it. Joanne. Let me just say it. Let me just Andy say it. Andy Dufresne crawled out of the muck and mud of Shawshank prison. I do a great. Morgan Freeman. You do. Can you do him and drive him, Miss Daisy? Can you Miss do him? Daisy. Uh, maybe I need to change my language. <laughs> Miss Daisy. Oh, yeah, you're right. That was really inappropriate. Maybe, maybe, okay, well, <clears throat> in retrospect. Yes, it is. Okay, so Morgan Freeman, today we found out, has been accused uh, by eight women. Oh, Jesus. Uh, after an investigation that involved six, 16 people of inappropriate behavior and harassment. Um, amongst women so the woman that's accusing him is a young production one of the women is a young production assistant that worked on the bank heist movie remember that movie he was so old Mm -hmm. in that going in style um and she said that he would act like he was going to lift up her skirt come here girl you know lifting trying to lift up her skirt but he never grabbed the skirt but he kept doing it and then was asking if she had underwear on those are two of the things that she said he did but in a statement we should say that Morgan Freeman said, anyone who knows me or has worked with me knows I am not someone who would intentionally offend or knowingly make anyone feel uneasy. I apologize to anyone who felt uncomfortable or disrespected. That was never my intent. <clears throat> I know you feel so badly about this. I do because so more. I mean, Morgan Freeman plays God. Yeah, I know. You know, Morgan Freeman not is anymore. that actor. He's that guy that is so he's so foundational to the experience of black cinema right. the crossover black cinema he's played so many unforgettable epic literally roles. god yes he's played god i think twice he's the voice <sighs> of the penguins for god's sake that means there's no nothing is everything is terrible 
Everything and everyone <laughs> is terrible. You are really upset about this one. I am. This I'm is just, one that upsets me. Everything is terrible. I'm just not. I don't put it past just about anybody. I think at this point, that's the point. Yeah. Is that you can't put it past can't any be man. Surprised. Because as you were saying before we started the podcast, he grew up in that era. You know what I mean? An era um, that where, literally ended a year ago. Yeah. Well, I'm saying, I mean, who didn't? You know, from R. Kelly to... Yeah. Is so many men feel like women are their property. Yeah. And they feel like, unfortunately, you know, as he said in his apology, you know, I didn't mean to offend or, or, or knowingly make anyone feel uneasy. A lot of men in these situations um, feel, feel like this is what women want. Right. They want you when you're walking down the street to say, hey, nice right. ass. Yeah. Hey, nice tits. Ooh, you look good in that dress. Yeah. They think that when you get dressed in the morning yep. that you and fix your hair yep. and put on maybe a little lipstick or whatever. Yep. When you walk down the street, mm-hmm. the, the whole purpose of everything you Correct. did that morning yeah. was so they can say to you, yes. hey, hot stuff. Yep. Hey, you look fine today. That's true. And your day is made. And it's so funny that today... I put on powder and lip gloss specifically to get photographed for this podcast in a room full of women. <laughs> so that's not true, men. It is not true. While I was out walking out in the world, didn't have no makeup on. No. We are not doing this for you. No. And it's just for ourselves. We want to look in the mirror and feel good. This is not about y'all. But it's true, I think, especially in the industry. Yeah. You also have this thing where men who may not have been able to get Women yeah. think that, well, now I'm a director. I'm now entitled. All those women who rejected me through high school, through junior high, now through all power. my life, I have power. And they're going to give me what I want. And, and so they, they're going to let me do it. But I think a part of the mentality with the Harvey Weinsteins, who's supposed to be arrested tomorrow, um, mm. you know, all of these men, I think that in some twisted kind of way, they're operating like, you know, let me make this move because she's going to give in anyway because this is what she wants. Yeah. Let me masturbate in front of this woman in yeah. the basement of a restaurant because I, this is... She she, she wants this. And, and here's, the, here's the question I have. And this is a bit inappropriate, but we're we the aunties now. We, we have are. a young lady in here. But yes, we do. She's not an intern technically anymore. She's no, she's now. She's, a, yeah. She has got a she's job. She's working. She's working. She's so we're just going to go with it. Yeah. What makes men think? <laughs> I love the deepening of the voice. <laughs> that we have any desire whatsoever to see their little junk. I don't know, especially when it's Harvey Weinstein or an old ass Morgan Freeman. Either way, it's like, do you think this thing is so attractive that women are like, oh, my goodness. Or like, I wasn't into you before. No. But Charlie Rose. But now that you've come out in your bathrobe, 70 year old Charlie Rose. Well, that changes everything. Now that you're naked. Oh, well. Well, there it is. It's like, no, that's not how it works. That's what they think. Nobody wants to see that. That's why they whip it out. Nobody wants to see it. Because they think you're going to be like, oh, my goodness. This is what I've been waiting for. Anthony Weiner went down in flames because he's thinking, you know what? What I'll send her? Picture my face? No. I love that his what name is Weiner. What she wants <laughs> is a picture of my Anthony Weiner. Yes. That's what she wants. It's unfortunate. No. But this should be a wake-up call to men everywhere because... You know, there's so many men that I know of a variety of ages that think that that you see them acting inappropriately. Um, like I was working with a gentleman recently. It was a group of us, you know, working and he was commenting on the size of my ass. Mm. You know, he yep. was giving commentary on my butt. Yeah, like as if he were reviewing it as if I were remotely interested Mm-mm. in him or, 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 or what he had to say. Uh, but it's at all. just 
But he didn't think anything of it. And, you know, it's funny because when I first moved back to New York at 18, so I wasn't used to this because, you know, in Denver, you drive everywhere, right? You don't really walk that much. <laughs> yeah, New York. In New York, you walk everywhere. And I remember we were living in, in Brooklyn, East Flappers. There were all these brothers on the corner, the BOC, that every day you walk by, hey, little lady, what's, where's the smile? Hey, little lady, how you doing? Yeah. Hey, little lady. And I wasn't used to that. <laughs> hey, so lady. at first, you know, being raised, you know, I'm a Methodist. I'm yeah. like, good morning. <laughs> Good morning, church girl. Good morning. And then after a while, I was like, you know, why I have to say good morning? I don't feel like saying good morning. Smile. Don't you know that when you stop saying good morning, you get cussed out? Yes, you People do. People follow you down the street. I had never had this experience of being followed. Yeah. One minute they're saying, hey, baby, you looking good. Hey, cutie. And when you don't say anything, oh, okay, bitch. And then all of a sudden, it's yes. following you, screaming, screaming at you. I've never seen anything like it. It's the first time I ever experienced that kind of harassment. Yeah, New York City is known for that. But here's the thing. You know, the, if, if you say it to men, you know, that you work with or men that you associate with, family members, whatever, and you have this discussion about this street harassment mm-hmm. thing, they'll say, well, what's the big deal? What's wrong with complimenting, you know, someone or, or, or you know, just asking someone to smile or saying hello? My thing, my first response to that is, are you doing it to men? Mm. Are you just speaking to women walking down the street or just men? Right. And do you do it when you're with your wife or girlfriend? Mm, good point. That's the other thing. Good so, point. you know, most of the, these men that are doing it have women at home. And I yeah. can tell you one thing. I don't want my man walking down the street. Mm. Hey, girl. Oh, you look good in that dress. Nice shoes. I don't want none of that. Smile. Nope. I don't want my man engaging in any of that. Good point. No. So what are we doing here? And you're same. doing it mm-hmm. because you want some kind of reaction. You want something back. Yes. You're doing it for you. You're not doing it yes. for the women. You're doing it for you. If you saying good morning, good morning to everybody walking right. down the street, right. then we cool. And it's funny because but you're not. I was raised to say good morning whenever you see anyone. Yes. And so I would say good morning, good morning, good yeah. morning. And then you get to New York and you realize, oh, people don't do that here. Yeah, <laughs> they don't. You look crazy. And now you know why. But now with you have guys, like you said, they're not saying good morning, good morning, good morning. It's specifically women. It's specifically young women, women. And they're specifically doing it to get a reaction. Case closed. Dirty ass men. Mm-hmm. So sick of get it. Get it together. I can't. Morgan okay. Freeman. So let's talk about one of my my favorite stories, the parents from New York who had to go to court to evict their 30-year-old son. I cannot with this. I, it's like you cannot make this stuff up. This, I, But the I mean, scary thing is the second piece. Should they be scared? I think they should be scared because... Did you see him? No. Okay. He looks... Uh, he looks unkept as kind. Okay. He looks unkept like he hasn't showered in a long, sh- showered or shaved or combed anything or washed anything in a long time. But he represented himself in court. No. And he said that he was at least due a 30 day notice before they evicted him. And his parents already served him, served him yeah. with five notices in which they off they gave him about Fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. Saying we'll give you money. We'll help you find a place. Yeah. We'll help you find a job. We'll repair your car, which is on our property. So you can use that to drive around because he's in upstate New York. Like they were making all of these offers. They were suggesting that he sell his clothes. Here's why they should be scared, too. (coughs) Aside from the fact of how he looks. They said the things that you should sell. Yeah. um, Your uh, stereo equipment and your weapons. What? Yes. So he's got lots of guns. weapons. We don't know how many. But see, these are the situations where parents need to say, okay. Yeah. You know, because I'm I'm concerned about them when they go to sleep because he doesn't have to move out immediately. I think he has some days before he has to move out. But I would not let him come back to that house. And you know what? This whole idea of medicating your children with guns 
is an epidemic. Well, he's the a thirty-year-old, so he could go and get his he could get his own gun. guns. But the reality is, you have the Sandy Hook shooter who the parents bought him guns to try to soothe him because yeah. they knew he liked it. You have the shooter in in Parkland um, at uh, at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, who at seventeen years old had AR fifteen weapons and multiple guns. This idea that parents are thinking it's okay for a kid to get a gun, but then you, as you're saying, now he's thirty and living in my house with stockpiling weapons. Stockpiling weapons is thing one on my list of you got to get away from me. He's a grown ass man. Get away from me. Don't I mean, be stockpiling guy, guns it, near me. It was just ridiculous. That's this terrifying. man in court. They should be afraid. Yeah. Is this, is this, is this, is this gentleman, he, he's not African American, is it? No. Oh. He is not. <laughs> Why are you smiling? I, just, I was asking. <laughs> A um, a purely demographic <laughs> question, just for the sake of just knowing. He is not African American, and how many guns are we talking? We don't know. We don't know if it's, if it's guns or slingshots. He's in the age range. I mean, to be perfectly serious, he's in the age range of mass shooters, most of whom are white males between the ages of eighteen and thirty. Well, his complaint was, aside from them not giving him proper time to leave, thirty days. You he mean says thirty he years? <laughs> he says they didn't really support him. Because they didn't provide him with meals and they did not do his laundry. He's 30! <laughs> Let's move on. Wait. Wait a minute because you have three kids at home. I wonder at what point. Would you ever kick your kids out? So, no. Because, and the thing about, I we I used to say I was going to have a lockout party. And we each turned 18. <laughs> I was going to turn their room into a gym. I would tell them this. I would say, you know, lockout party's coming. How old are you now? You got like five years to the lockout party. You know, I have to go. I love that. Um, but 18 came and went for two of them. But I have to say... You know, Winsome, the two oldest, mm-hmm. um, especially Jamar, the middle guy, they they go to school full time. They're full time college students. They right. chose to go to school in New York City. So they live at home, but they're not home. It's not yeah. like they're just living. But on they're us. in school. They're in school yeah. full time. Jamar is also working damn near full time. He works on Broadway ushering. If you ever get to a show and you see a really handsome, tall, gorgeous young black man, that would be my son, Jamar. <laughs> um, um, future Broadway star, Jamar. Yes, yes, um, yes. But the reality is they work so hard and they're so conscientious and they're so they're such good people. They're good people. That I wouldn't evict them. And I don't think they would ever need to be evicted. I think they want to go out and be their own people. But I think if you have somebody who's just determined not to as a parent, I think it would be your responsibility to evict them. If they're just not if they're 30 and they're just not moving. They're just <laughs> not to growing. Failure. And it's that much failure to launch and the refusal to launch. Not just failure but refusal. Yeah. It, as a parent Defiant. The best, <laughs> yeah. The best thing you can do for them is make them move on. Because at a certain point as a young person, you have to be able to take care of yourself. I mean, you know, I've taken care of myself since I was 17. Yeah. You have to be able to. And the only reason I was able to take care of myself at 17 is that I had worked since I was 15. I knew what it was to go to work. I could. I, I wasn't afraid to go out and, you know, yeah. look for work. And all the stuff you have to do to survive. I knew how to pay a bill. I knew how to pay my credit card. Like, I actually knew how to do that. And a lot of people go out in the world and they're almost 30 and have never actually paid, paid a bill or they don't know what to do. But so see, you don't want your kid to be that, no, you know, but this incapable. is why you should spank your kids. I hey. guarantee you he was not spanked. I'm just saying, spare the rod, spoil the child. Okay, and you he is hella spoiled. Put it on them when they're little. Make sure they understand who's boss. Yes. Brianna's giving us an amen. You got to go to court to yes. get him to move. That means you've done something wrong if when they were my little. my mama said anything to me, I'd be packing boxes. By the way, my mom got us to the point. She was five feet three. Philomena got to the point where she didn't have to spank us no more. She said, look at us crazy. We were like, yes. oh, Philomena's mad. Let's go do Girl, what she my says. Mother, my mother... She's crazy. Spanked me one time with a clothes hamper. Woo! 
and we'll move on after oh, that. A Gail did not a hamper. A hamper. A hamper. Mama Reed didn't play. You know, they'll take anything. And the West Indian people, they'd be like, go get me a thing off the tree. Oh, You'd be no. like, that's too small. Go back and get another mm-hmm. one. What? So, and after a while, you just like, I, my sister would get the spankings. <laughs> See, mom didn't have to spank me. Philomena just had to look at me like, remember what happened to June? Yes. Yes, right? My mama didn't waste time with no branches. You don't have to waste time. You can, she would go a slipper. Broom, slipper. We used to laugh in Florida. We said they get that chancleta. You know, those uh, those those Caribbean Hispanic ones, they get that chancleta and you come across you, chancleta Ooh. across the room. <laughs> You do what they say. Saying they have that saying in West Indian households: outside that door uh-huh. is America, inside this house is Trinidad. Oh my God! I had a Trinidadian person tell I me that. Now the day goes by that you ain't on my mind, but you waste the time. All right, so we quickly have to give some shout outs and yes. get down to our sick and tired. Oh, sick and tired of being sick and tired. Thank yes. you. So sick. The NFL. And this policy to find teams if any of their players kneel. You know, this killed my entire royal wedding buzz like that. I was in this glow and this post-wedding high until this story came out yesterday. Well, it's funny that simultaneously this comes out as and then the video of Sterling Brown, the NBA player from Milwaukee, who was tased by police for no reason. For nothing. No reason. Parking uh, traffic ticket. Yeah. Basically a traffic ticket yep. that escalated without him, yep. you know, being confrontational in any kind of way. Yep. Just being black. Just being black. Yep. And, we, and, a, and, a, and an officer that was shorter than him and probably afraid of him because yep. he was black. Yep. Um, I, I just, I don't understand the, the NFL. And then you have Donald Trump coming out and crowing about it because clearly this is the policy he wanted. And he has now sort of made himself the state. You might as well. Because these are his friends. These are his friends, all these football owners. And the thing that's so terrible, A, they didn't mm-hmm. even consult the union. They put in place this policy that they have to stand for the anthem. They're allowed to be in the locker room and not come out for it. But if they come out, they have to stand for it. And Donald Trump adding, they have to stand proudly for it. Do they have to smile in a particular way like you do in North Korea? Right. Do they have to put a particular smile on their face? Are they going to make them do a certain pose to show that they're being patriotic enough? This is a forced display of patriotism, yeah. and that ain't patriotism. And fake patriotism. Fake pa- it's all yeah. about business. And it's all about obedience. Yeah. This is about the NFL saying, you big, powerful black men will obey. Yeah. We will make you obey. You will be obedient. Yeah. You will stand there like obedient boys and you will do what we say. And that's all this is about. It really is because the ratings for the NFL dropped, you know, last year after two years of, of this protesting going on with kneeling. But then here's the thing. You know, I, I, I didn't go to law school, but I was like, you know what? I wonder if legally... You know, they because they're um, employees of the NFL, they can, you know, as part of your job while mm-hmm. you're in uniform, they can require them to stand. The but, NBA does. But here's my thing. Also, the national anthem, that song, has race, racist lyrics it in does. it. So isn't that making them participate in something that is really a violation of who they are? Well, there have been Supreme Court cases that say that um Students who object to it on religious grounds or Mennonites and other religions who don't right. um, salute a flag don't have to do the Pledge of Allegiance or atheists. They actually don't have to do the Pledge of Allegiance in school. Right. And here's the other complicating factor. You have this military, the Pentagon contracts with the NFL. The fact that you have tax dollars from the United States military going into the NFL, which is a nonprofit. Right. The NFL is taxpayer fair funded. It's a nonprofit. It's right. a 501c4, I think. It's a commercial. And so the reality it's a is it's a commercial for the United States government. Right. So I wonder if because it is a private entity but it's a nonprofit funded by ta- basically tax free mm, and you have the like united states this. government the yes. pentagon 
putting money into it and they're being required to do a patriotic display, which you can't do in America. You can't make someone display their patriotism. Yeah. I wonder if there's a way to really have the ACLU or somebody take a look at whether or not you can force someone under those specific circumstances. And the other thing is, it's not just be obedient. It's also stop protesting police brutality right because they watch because they try to make it about the flag and patriotism which it has nothing to do with zero has nothing to do with colin kaepernick who started all of this never said anything about not loving this country that's right you know he was kneeling to protest against police brutality specifically when it came to african-american men like what happened to sterling brown yes who plays for the nfl uh, and so the reality is these owners have said, you will do this patriotic display, North Korea style. So you have to stand there. Do you have to do a certain pose? You have to put your hand on your heart? Except what for if the, you don't? Except for the Jets owner, who I have to give a shout out to because he Big said he will pay the fine. Yes. And I think the other owners should stand in line because even if they stay in the locker room, which is the other option, if they don't want to stand for the national anthem, Everyone will know. reporters are still going to make a big deal out that about it. they wouldn't come out. Just don't televise it. And here's the other thing. Yes, I don't agree with that. Don't televise it shouldn't. and just don't do the national anthem. They shouldn't anthem. televise or do the national anthem. It has nothing to do with football. And here's nothing. the other thing. Would you, Jackie Reed, uh, how would you then feel going forward mm-hmm. about a an African-American singer who then performed the national anthem? I don't think they or should. Or a, a black performer like Beyonce who would perform at a halftime show at the Super Bowl. I think this makes it difficult for African-Americans to participate in any way. Because now yeah. if you're a part of the spectacle that's forcing those men yeah. to stand there like marionettes. If you're singing that national anthem, you're a part of it. I think we have to stand together on this one. I, I, I do. really do. As black people, I think we should look at the entertainment of halftime and all of those other things and we do have to stand together i I, can't i would find it very difficult i mean you're putting any black performer in a really difficult position if you ask them to perform the national anthem at which grown men are being ordered to stand at attention like marionettes as if we're in north korea book coldplay again you know, book those groups. Book Kanye. Yeah. Mm, yep. He'll be there. He'll do it. Chrisette Michelle. She'll show up. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Damn, but it's true. It's, it's real. True. It's, it's real. True. They're only going to have Chrisette and Kanye. And that half a Mary Mary. Half a Mary Mary. Mary. Mm. And they could do like a, no more holograms though. Don't even try to bring any holograms of people that are don't even. dead and black back. That doesn't work. I cannot. Because they don't have to stand there either. Who used to please you? Well, we got to get you off to the prom. So this is an abbreviated yes. version of read this, read that. So what are you going to do for you this weekend? Well, um, prom mom, prom mom. Um, after prom and everything, I'm going to be so exhausted that probably this weekend I'm going to sleep. Yes. Yes. Joy. Yeah, I'm going to try to sleep. I love to it's hear my that. dream. You know what, what I'm what doing? What are you going to do for you? I am trolling President Trump. I'm going to follow him on Twitter because he cannot block me anymore. He can't. He can't block his credit. Wait, you don't follow him now? No. Oh. No. I have to follow. I have to follow. I, I can't. You but have to. I have to. Because you have to follow what he's doing and talk about him, talk about the things that he's tweeting about. I do not. Yeah. Because people are always retweeting what he tre- Absolutely. tweets anyway, so I can see it out there. Yeah. But I'm going to troll the president He cannot. He can't block you. Can't you can block tweet me. at him. You can troll him. You know, yes, and the I funny can. thing is you mentioned that we have to follow everything he says in tweets. No, we don't. We. I had like a real revelation last weekend when Clint Watts, former FBI director, was mm-hmm. on and talked about the way that they manipulate people through Donald Trump's tweets, the, the sort of strategic capitalization of things, not when he does it, but when his team, when his social media team tweets, mm-hmm. when they want to call out certain words, crooked Hillary, they capitalize C because yeah. they want his followers to remember it. Donald Trump is manipulating the media through Twitter. He's forcing us to follow his agenda by tweeting a bunch and all of a sudden we derail what we were going to talk about and talk about his stupid tweets. The reality is the best thing we can do for this country, I think, as journalists, is Stop following every blasted thing that he tweets. Yeah. Stop following every word that comes out of his mouth. 
that's what he wants. He wants to set the agenda. He wants to tell us what's important. We need to pull way back. Just troll him. Just troll Just him. Just follow him and but troll him. That's what I say. follow and retweet everything he and says. And is it him? Because he doesn't know how to spell his wife's name if that's him. Melanie. I think he's going to be, <laughs> what he's going to do for him this weekend, try to avoid Melanie in Absolutely. the West and East Wing. All right. Well. <sighs> Oh, oh, shout outs. Quick shout out. Yes. Stacey Abrams, who I'm interviewing on my Inside Her Story on Joiner tomorrow. Nice. I'm going to have her on on Saturday. Oh, you are? So we're going to do two, but you're going to have with back Jackie back. Reed on Joiner. Read and read beyond the podcast. Read and read beyond the podcast. Yes, yes. So she will give a shout out to her for yes. her historic uh, primary win in, the, in Georgia for governor. Yes. Uh, Janet Jackson with the historic Billboard Awards uh, performance there and winning... The Icon Award. Yes. First black woman to do that. Yeah. A black person? Oh, shocking. Fabulous. I can't. But how did it take so long? Anyway. Girl, you know why. Mm. Come on. And Kenya Burris gave $1 million to my alma mater, Park Atlanta University. And Kenya Burris, for those who don't know, is a creator um, and showrunner for Blackish. Yes. That's fabulous. A million dollar donation. Yes. I love that. I love that. Love that. Love that. Love it. So all of our shout outs. Fabulous shout outs. And also shout out to you podcast faithful we love you yes and we do oh, we love and you. To you and Joanne. to you shout Jackie to Joanne Reed, Reed. Oh. my cousin Jackie Reed who keeps me sane <laughs> she keeps me sane I just text her when I'm distressed oh girl and she's fabulous listen I love you I just love want you. you to sleep more I'm gonna sleep alright well where's right. our closing let's okay, go with follow us on social yes. media Facebook Instagram and Twitter at read this read that on Twitter it's read this read that leave off the T for savings <laughs> and you can catch Miss Jackie Reed on the Tom Joyner Morning Show with Stacey Abrams this week don't forget Inside her story. And of course, you can catch Jackie every Tuesday and Friday at 8.15 a.m. on the TJMS. Also on NBC's New York Live weekdays at 11.30 a.m. EST. And if you're lucky enough to be in Boston, and it's warm, you can catch Jackie Reed on NBC's The Hub today weekdays at 12.30 EST. And if it's cold, too bad, you're in Boston. (laughs) And be sure to tune in to AM Joy, 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 Joy. This Saturday and Sunday morning at 10 a.m. where you will also have Stacey Abrams on MSNBC. Be sure to tune in this weekend, you guys. So you can stay woke. We love you. Bye. Yeah. Another lies forever, babe. Mission for this better day. Come back, come back to me. I need you right here with me. I'm feeling.